Adrian Peterson is one of the greatest running backs in college football history. On the football field, he was almost impossible to tackle. But as a child, he had a speech impediment which caused him to stutter. And this disability almost tackled him before he even got started. In this episode of the Doer's Journey podcast, you're going to hear Adrian's phenomenal story of how he's overcome this obstacle and achieved great things in his life. And also how he's helping others do the same. Welcome to the Doer's Journey podcast, the podcast that will motivate and inspire you to not only be a hearer, but to start being a doer, because you know deep in your heart that there's so much more in you. The purpose of each episode is to provide you with actionable steps that you can take to assist you in your journey towards your goals. We will have topics that are relevant to you, and you'll hear from experts and influencers that will provide you with information you can take action on. I'm your host, Carlos Frank. Now let's be doers and dive into this episode. Hey, 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 Doers Journey family. Welcome to another episode. And I'm so glad you're here to listen. And I'm excited for you because you're about to hear from somebody that I have a tremendous amount of respect for. He and I actually met each other back in college. We played football against each other. He played at Georgia Southern. And of course, I played at the Citadel. We played against each other for two years. And unfortunately, he had the best of those two years. His name is Adrian Peterson. Now, not only did Adrian have a great two years against us at the Citadel, but he also had a great four-year career in college football as one of the top running backs to ever play the game. Adrian was so good that he helped his team win two national championships. He was a four-time All-American. He was a Walter Payton Award winner, which is basically the equivalent of the Heisman Trophy. And now he's a member of the College Football Hall of Fame, the Georgia Athletic Hall of Fame, and the Georgia Southern Athletic Hall of Fame. Now, the reason I wanted to bring Adrian on wasn't because of football. It's actually because of his story. As you heard in the introduction, Adrian was born with a speech impediment that caused him to stutter throughout his life. And despite that, he's now become a motivational speaker and he's now working at Georgia Southern as a director of student athlete development so I wanted you to hear his story and Adrian and I have a great conversation around his story we talk about his book don't diss my abilities and we also get a hint that there might be a movie coming out about Adrian you'll have to listen to hear more about that and then Adrian and I also talk about the current state of college athletics with everything going on about the coronavirus and we talk about how student athletes can get through this and also how coaches and administrators can get through this as well. So sit back and enjoy this conversation with myself and college football Hall of Famer and motivational speaker, Adrian Peterson. Doer's Journey podcast family, welcome to this episode and I'm excited to have with me Adrian Peterson, you heard his introduction and all his accolades as you started listening to this podcast. And I'm just excited that he's on here with us. And I'm excited about this conversation. So, Adrian, welcome. Man, glad to be here, man. Appreciate this opportunity. 
Definitely, man. I know you're busy, so I appreciate you taking time out to talking with us. And I believe we're going to have a a good conversation and we're going to cover a lot of great topics, Adrian. And, you know, with a lot of things going on in the world right now, especially in the world of college sports. I know we were just talking before the podcast actually started about your not glory days they were all glory days for you as far as sports is concerned but you you was reminding me how we were beating you at halftime at the citadel and then our fans decided to start saying overrated next thing i know adrian peterson the man the myth the legend just turns it up in the second half and basically puts the team on his back and beats us almost single-handedly man i, I appreciate you bringing back that good memory Oh yeah, those and you know that's that's the that's the joy of um of um I mean even though we came out on the the win side, but that's just the joy of sports. Uh, it brings so many people together, just uh, lifelong bonds. I mean, many years, many years. Yeah, man. So, who would have thought? And think. Thank God for social media, too, because who would have thought you and I would be connected in in such a small world, man? It's been great. You know, I've been watching you on social media, watching you, you know, raise your kids, doing great things, you know, your charity work. And we'll get into a a lot of that here. But, you know, I've just admired all the stuff you've done off the field, Adrian. It's easy to admire what you did on the field because it was it was unbelievable. Obviously, you're you're a Hall of Famer, college football Hall of Famer, Georgia Southern football hall of famer um but what you're doing off the field now you know i I just sincerely admire you for that and i appreciate that and just want to encourage you to keep on doing what you're doing man oh yeah man i was uh blessed man to have a a tremendous foundation youth department for about 35 40 years um you know my mom was the team mom and 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 actually the city of alachua Name the street that we grew up on, Peterson Place, and uh, and and it has nothing to to do with myself, or my my older brother with without accolades. Um, it's about the uh, charity and the time that my parents gave back to to the community. So, in my hometown of Alachua, man, if you're age probably 55 and below, my dad has either coached you. Your son or your grandson. So, <laughs> so everybody know him as um, as Coach Peterson, and then then also having a, an older brother who who, who showed me um, what you're supposed to do when when you make it to the NFL, and and that's that start a foundation and give back. And um, so on both ends of it, man, I just had a tremendous blueprint. And um, and I just followed it. I didn't try to stray away from it or, or make my own direction. They gave it to me, and I just followed it. So catch us up real quick, Adrian. What what are you up to these days? So I, I am currently back at, at Georgia Southern as the Director of Student-Athlete Development. Mm-hmm. Um, what is that? Some may ask. Um, it's the academics, uh, making sure that the guys are, are, are taken and going to the, to classes um if any anything come up i kind of kind of relate that back to their position coaches so mid semester in semester we don't have any surprises um if anybody have any off the field issues uh kind of kind of guide them and point them in you know the right direction um been a mentor uh you, you know not just someone who played college football but 
who played at Georgia Southern and, and um, you know, won a lot of games and uh, know what it means, you know, to be a Georgia Southern student athlete, not just on the field, but also giving back, going to the, the, the schools and, and, um, and wearing that Georgia Southern proudly because um, many came before me and, and, and did the same thing. And I'm just trying to, to carry on that legacy. And I think you're the perfect person for that role for those student athletes to look up to. And so again, I, I just, and that's going to be part of our conversation a little bit later too, because I want to dig, dig into that a little bit, especially with what these student athletes are going through now amongst, you know, COVID-19 and all this, all this stuff that they're having to traverse through. So, so now talk to me real quick. I know you, you said you're the director of student athlete development, but I also know you're, you're a proud husband and a proud father as well. So I got to ask you this question, man, as a, as a dad, as a sports dad. So you played in the NFL, you played in the Super Bowl, you've scored a touchdown in the NFL. What was more exciting for you when you scored that first touchdown in the NFL or when one of your kids did something great on the field or in the classroom? That's a no brainer. Uh, my son actually, uh, two weeks ago, hit his first home run and, yeah. um, park. So, you know, he had a couple in the park, you know, the little kid throw the ball all, all around and he's pretty fast. So he can run around, but, um, hitting that shot, man, it was, it was, I get more excited on his game days than I did on mine. And mm -hmm. he look at me sometimes like that, you okay? I say, man, it's game day, it's game day. <laughs> and it, it, it's funny now, but it, it's just, just seeing that growth, um, especially Aiden, you, you, you know, cause him and I spend a lot of time together. Um, he's trained a long time, even before he even started playing sports. Um, I just want him to have a, a strong foundation of of hard work, mm -hmm. and uh, and that's the beauty of sports. I mean, you have to buy yourself, and you have, you have to, you know, dig a little deeper. You know, mm -hmm. there's sometimes no one to lean on, and um, so just seeing him progress in each of his sports is um, it's amazing. And I I try to shoot out to every practice, even if it's for five or ten minutes, and I'd always wondered. Why did my dad always come talk about football practice? I'm like, dad, it's just practice. But now, as a dad, you know, mm -hmm. if I got five minutes, I'm gonna shoot over, sit in the car, and and drive off. You know, just to just to see him. Mm -hmm. you, you know, it's a it's, it's a whole different, um, whole different feeling, whole different feeling. Yeah, man, my my mom was the same way. My teammates used to. Uh, not tease me, but they always be like, man, your mom is here at every practice. And growing up, you know, you were kind of like, mom, why are you here? But now that, you know, yeah. I look back at it, you know, I'm really grateful for the fact that she did that, that she was there supporting yeah. me and being there. Yeah. So she, I know how that feels, man. So, and it, it's kind of weird because I'm, I'm like you. Now, did you ever think you would feel like that? that you would actually be more excited for someone else than you were for some of the biggest moments that anybody could think about in their life? I did not. I did not. And, you know, and I guess, you know, it's kind of a, a saying, but, but, but it's actually true. Uh, those are the joys of being a parent. Are you fighting not to be that sports parent? 
Because, you know, do your kids know about all your accolades and all that? Or how are you as a sports parent? Are you being a coach? Or are you being a dad or a little mixture of both? A little bit of mixture of both. They they know a little bit. Uh, and, and, you know, um, being back here in Statesboro, um, it has magnified a, a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But um, on the field, I'm a coach. And then, uh, then once we come home, I'm dead. I'm dead. And um, – and I and I remind them every every day. My son mostly, because of course, you know, we do a lot more together. But at any time, if he don't want to do it anymore, just let me know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that was my reasoning for I just worked him out as a kid, and he came to me and said he wanted to play. Mm-hmm. So I I wanted to wait until he was ready, and um, and you know I'm gonna just give him everything I have. And I tell him all the time, if any time you get tired of doing it, you're not going to hurt my feelings, man. Mm-hmm. So, but he loved, he loved to work. So That's that good. makes sense. Now, where'd you learn that from? I know you had a strong support system in, in reading your book with your parents. Did you, were your parents the same way or did you learn that from somebody else as far as, you know, just letting them do, what they want to do versus you, you know, there's a lot of parents out there and especially you and I know a lot of athletes, obviously being college athletes, you being a professional athletes that these parents live through their kids and just push them and, you know, try to tell them what to do. You know, what made you that way as far as being able to step back and just letting them be what, you know, they're meant to be or want to be. Yeah. Um, my, my mom and dad, my dad, you know, he signed us up in yeah, football and then basketball, and then baseball. Uh, Mike didn't play that second year, so uh, baseball, so I didn't play that second year. And uh, and my dad said, that's okay. But, you know, I wanted to introduce Aiden, you know, once he, once he wanted to play, introduce him to as many things that he could. So when he became a middle schooler or a high schooler, and wanted to play a sport, it wouldn't be his first time playing it. Because you and I know, um, in some sports, if it's your first time in high school playing it, um, you're going to be a step slower mm-hmm. than, than some of the, the, the other kids. I mean, just the ins and outs of the game as a running back, knowing how to run behind your pads. You know, if it takes you two years to learn that, now you're a junior. Right. And you, it's, 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 it's a little tougher, but if you're a middle schooler, it takes two years. Now you're a seventh grader. So you have more years to get better at it. And mm-hmm. that's the main reason is for, for putting him in multiple sports. Mm-hmm. That's good, man. Well, let me ask you this before we start, because we're definitely, you know, I want to talk about your book. I've had the pleasure of reading that a while back and then just read a little bit as we as I was preparing for this uh, conversation with you. But I want to take you back. I want to take you back to December 2002 against the New York Jets. You're getting ready to line up and the goal line is probably, what, less than 10 yards away. Yep. You, you get the ball. Talk to me about what happens next and how you felt after scoring that first touchdown. Um, I scored a touchdown, and, you know, leading up to it, you got, you know, your, your celebration, what you may or may not do. And, and I had a little 
celebration in mind. But, you know, once I crossed that goal line, all that went out the window, and I just opened my arms up and just yelled as loud as I could. Because, um, you know, all of the choices I made, um, you know, all of the sacrifices I gave up, whether it was hanging out with my guys on, on Saturday morning instead of but going to Upward Bound. I was part of Upward Bound program, which is a, a, a college program that you go on Saturday mornings. And, um, you know, it was a lot of sacrifice, a lot mm -hmm. of sacrifice. And to not only be able to, to be there in the NFL, but actually score a touchdown mm -hmm. um, as a rookie, um, you know, it was an amazing feeling. That's awesome. And I saw one thing. You was not letting go of that ball. No, no, I had to keep that. I had to keep that. <laughs> <laughs> where's, that where's that at now? I got on the shelf at the house. Okay. Yeah. All right. To, yes, sir. So let's talk, Adrian. I want to talk about your book. And, and, you know, I'm showing it here, but it's Don't Diss My Abilities. And, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on, Adrian, is believe it or not, you know, you and I, I share a lot of um, common things with you as far as growing up, um, some insecurities that I had, uh, and I use sports was a big uh, platform for me to get away from some things that I felt like was holding me back and, you know, holding back my self-esteem, and, you know, that's why I really wanted to talk with you because you have an awesome message. You're talking to uh, children about it you're talking adults are being impacted by your message but before we get into that i want to read a passage out of here that really stuck to me so the listener will actually know you know who they're listening to again a lot of times all you guys have seen are his highlights and maybe you don't know his full story and some of you do know his full story that's listening to this but i'm going to read a passage from the, your book real quick adrian and then we'll we'll have a conversation around it all right so this is from Don't Diss My Abilities. So it says, my story is the story of every child who has something to overcome in his life. Though I dealt with a speech impediment throughout my childhood and into my adulthood, it has no effect on the life I'm living now. My refusal to use my disability as an excuse has helped me to move past my stutter and into success. When someone chooses to focus on my disability, they are truly dissing my abilities. God's blessings in my life shine through, illuminating far more than inherent imperfection. Man, that's so powerful right there, Adrian. So let's talk through that. You know, you grew up and you had this disability that some people would call, um, or some people would call a disability. Talk to us about, you know, how that impacted you growing up and what you did to combat that kind of talk through your middle school and high school years with this yeah and um and i i've i've kind of mentioned it before um you know i was i was blessed man i had a mom and dad mom was caring uh my dad was um was strict but he was fair and um they never allowed me to use it as a crutch um, whether it was my Christmas speeches, my Easter speeches, my class presentations, um, I had to go up and try. And, um, you know, I would know my speech inside out, outside in, and, uh, and sometimes I couldn't even get it out. 
and uh, and my mom would typically sit, you know, to the right of me. And and sometimes if she mouthed the words out to me, it would kind of kickstart it, um, my speech. And uh, and sometimes she would just sit and look at me. And uh, and you know, those are the experiences that um, that were great because as a, as a young kid, five, six, seven-year-old, um, dealing with that, um, you know, hearing kids, you know, snigger uh, or laugh, but, um, you know, being able to keep going, to keep going. And uh, that's one of the reasons I enjoyed going and speaking to, um, to kids especially, but but you'll be surprised that how many adults are um, are struggling with with the different issues and um, for a child like myself going through that, but to have a, a foundation. Uh, I can remember, you know, when I got to Georgia Southern, Coach Johnson called me in the office and uh, and told me if I didn't want to do the interviews, I didn't have to. And uh, I thought about it for about three seconds. <laughs> and I said, well, Coach, if my, my dad find out I'm not doing the interview because I stuttered, that's not going to go well. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to do the interviews. If, if, if it take five, ten minutes, uh, if it take 15 minutes, if they want the article, they'll wait and listen. Um, if not, I'm going to dinner. So, <laughs> you know, that was my mindset of it, but but giving up uh, or, or not trying was never never, I guess an an option. And even when I got there, I had opportunity to get to go to the disability center and get letters from for my professors so that they couldn't call on me in class. And um, I had five classes my freshman year, and uh, all five of those letters sat in my bag the entire quarter because mm-hmm. I just couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, I was more embarrassed of giving them a letter telling them not to call on me mm-hmm. than to stuttering in class. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess that was putting me as a five, six, seven year old that we were going to at least try it. Mm-hmm. We're going to at least try it. If it don't work, we ask, can we try again tomorrow? That's awesome, man. So now that's your that's in college and your your parents instilled a lot of those things in you. Now, what part did sports play for you growing up? Was it an escape for you as far as from those things or how did you leverage sports through middle school, high school? Yeah, um, you know what, man, it was it was totally different. Um sports was was um was a love. Um it just came naturally but sports whether it was football was only for what five or six months you know but my speech impediment was 24 hours seven days a week mm-hmm. and uh so it it was i still had to deal with it so i didn't i didn't use sports as a as a motivator uh it was it was actually two two different different items if you will mm-hmm. and uh i had to work on it um, we went to speech therapy from age five until 
I was 22. I took two years of speech therapy uh, at Northwestern when I when I got drafted by the Bears, uh, just to polish up on some things up there. But um, but yeah, it was it was two totally two totally different items. Um, one I dominated in, and one I didn't dominate in. Now I get to go out and um, and speak. So um, it's catching up. You know, it's always an excitement going out because it's. Every time I speak, it, it, it's like I'm competing with myself, mm-hmm. you know. I get myself hyped up. We're going to have a good one. And if I don't do well, you know, I go back and, and, and kind of critique myself. You know, you was talking too fast. Stay relaxed. Mm-hmm. Um, move around. You know, it, 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 it's a lot of, lot of different, different strategies I have. Mm-hmm. So are you doing? Are you doing game film? Looking at game film like you used to look at game film. Now you're looking at your your speeches. Similar. You Similar. rewinding it. You going back and forth. Rewind. <laughs> you know what? But you know, I, I watch I watch some of my my old speeches. Like they did uh, some of my old interviews, and I'm like, man, that was bad. But <laughs> but you see you, you see the growth. It's kind of like a bad game, mm-hmm. you know. Like man. Why not hit the hole? Why not just hit it? Why am I stopping? Right. You know, but um, but it's a great feeling when you go out and uh, I'm able to speak an hour, hour and a half, and have complete fluency. When mm-hmm. you know, as a kid, you know, it was maybe five or six words, and I was gonna stutter. This is an excellent book, so I'm gonna put a link in the show notes. For those that are listening to this, I, I highly suggest you go out and get Adrian's book. But Adrian, I want to tell you, man, this is a excellently written book. Uh, the storytelling in here, I felt like I was actually with you at the Super Bowl and in your middle school and your high school. And it's just you get a lot of illustrative storytelling, man. This is actually, honestly, I was thinking, I was like, this is more of a movie script. Somebody could grab this, somebody from Netflix, or somebody knows somebody from Netflix and they're listening to this, they need to grab your book. They can create a movie out of this, man. It's, it's, it's in the works. It's coming. It's coming along. Oh, we, we're taking baby, taking baby steps, but we 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 coming along with it. Oh, man, that's <laughs> great. Hey, I'm looking forward to it, man. I promise y'all sitting there, I like... All they need is this book. They don't need a script writer. They got all the illustrations, all the script and everything in here, man. So congratulations. I'm looking forward to that, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. It's in the works. It's been in the works. So we hope for this soon. Oh, so, so let me ask this. I got to ask this. And I don't know if you can tell me who would play Adrian Peterson in Adrian Peterson's movie. Mm. <laughs> I... I, I <laughs> Oh man, I don't know. I don't. I and, and you hear on the head. I don't know. Um, Cause you got, you know, you got some of these actors. They're athletic, but they're not great actors. And then you got great actors, and I guess you have to get a, a, a what a stunt a stunt double to play the yeah, football yeah. parts for you. Yeah, yeah, that gonna be that gonna be hard to kind of assemble. If you, if, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Let's talk about this, Adrian. So you you got the book. At what point did you know this book was in you, and when when did you start writing it? Was this actually you started in college, or or when you got out? When was this book in your heart, and when did you start writing it? Man, it, it actually started just as a hobby. Um, when I was 
in the NFL, um, whether it was in between flights um, or during the off season, you know, and then um, I was approached by a guy and he said, man, you, you, you should write a book. And I went back to my notes. And I said, well, I already have like 35 pages written. And he was like, what? I said, yeah, man, it was just a hobby. I was just right. And, and you know, I kind of, I, I kind of looked up um, how to write a book. And they said, just to, you don't worry about spelling, punctuation. You just write because you don't want to think about does a comma go here, and then you lose your train of thought. Mm-hmm. So you just write, and, and and it was just words, and they came in and kind of cleaned it up. Uh, buffed it up a little, and um, and here we are. That's good. that's good, man. So you got the book, then you decided to start doing public speaking. So, what came first, public speaking or the book? The book came first. Okay. So the uh, the the public speaking actually came as a way of marketing the book. Mm-hmm. So Smart. of course. So, of course, we came back to Statesboro. Um, I had a, a, a publicist um, who's here in Statesboro. So uh, we reached out to, uh, I'm just, I, I think it's nine schools in Bullock County. Mm-hmm. So we reached out to all nine, and uh, I'm going to say, f- say four of the schools got back with us. This was I was still living in Chicago, so I flew down. On a, on a Sunday night, so I spoke at one at two of the schools on Monday, and word got around that I was in town speaking at the the schools. So parents was asking, "Am I coming to the other one of the other five schools that didn't get back with us?" And uh, and you know we nicely said, um, "Probably not on this visit because they had the school had something going on." So I spoke at the next two schools on Tuesday. And then by my second speech, my end of my first school, all five of the other schools were calling. So AP's coming to our school on Wednesday. <laughs> and we were like, well, no, no, because you know, I was I was flying back out Wednesday morning. Mm-hmm. So the buzz was created. And um, and the first four, it was for free. You know, it was it was um, marketing. You know, the book, and then just saying if if it was the option, we we say now we can come back, but uh, it may be a, a fee attached to it. Mm-hmm. And they were like, "Oh, that's no problem." So we were like, "Oh." <laughs> okay, so now we may have something, uh-huh. and uh, it's it's kind of kind of like just stepping out on a limb, mm-hmm. and uh, and you know there are some schools that don't have it in their budget, obviously, and um, I do that. I just you know, especially if I'm in the area. So if it's me missing lunch to squeeze them in, you know. I just head over and mm-hmm. knock it out, you know, because um, as I keep saying, man, I was I was blessed. I was blessed, and 
I want to I want to be a blessing to somebody who's out there who may not have a mom or a dad or an older brother um, or an older cousin to point them in the right direction to motivate them to encourage them or, or lead them and uh, if I helps a kid keep going straight for two more years or for two more hours or you know for 30 minutes maybe he'll get it mm-hmm. and not fall off the wayside that mm-hmm. you know a lot of kids do right you plant you planting those seeds into their yes, minds sir. man yep. I, I love it so yep. now let's let's go back to that first those first two monday speeches or actually your first one so you're about to get up how nervous were you or how nervous weren't you when you were about to give your first speech i was excited because uh, because again man i'm i'm um i love to compete i love to compete and um and you know the kid didn't even know it but i'm competing against adrian uh you know let's see how you do you, you know let's see how you do and uh and it went well. It, it went actually uh, better than, than I expected. Um, and then, you know, it's kind of like scoring, scoring your first touchdown. Once you score that first one, you want another one. And you want another one. And you want another one. And you want another one. So it just kind of, kind of, kind of fed off that. And, you know, you said something there, Adrian, that reminds me of something I've taught my daughter throughout the years and, and my son who – both play sports, or all my kids. Um, so, you know, my daughter runs track at University of South Carolina, and she used to get yep. nervous a lot. And what we did was we said exactly what you said. You know, that feeling of nervousness is actually the same feeling of excitement. It's just a yep. mindset shift. Yep. So yep. I hear speakers, you know, from the Les Browns of the world, the Tony Robbins, you know, all these great motivational speakers, they still get those butterflies in their stomach but they understand those are healthy butterflies. And I don't know about you, just even before my first college football game or my last, I still got a little bit of butterflies, but it was just excitement versus nervousness. It should be that. It should be that. That means that you're there for a purpose. Because if if, if you're not feeling something, you're just there. You got, do you have any stories that you like as far as one time or, you know, whatever it is, as far as how you've impacted somebody? Is there one or two that really stick out to you? Maybe after one of your speeches where somebody came to you or maybe wrote you a letter about how you've impacted them through your talk or through your book? All the time. All the time, man. I, I, I get, because uh, initially, I, I, before I started speaking, I wasn't on any, any social media. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, you know that was part of our marketing strategy was you know start up a, a Facebook and and take the pictures and put it on there, and uh, and uh, the Instagram. And I'm glad I did because uh, um, after a lot of speeches, um, I would get a DM from a, a kid. Uh, Thank you for coming out. Uh, I needed that. I needed that because um, every, every everywhere I go before and when I end my close out close out I always start out with hard work and I have them reply with pays off and I said about five times and it's it's a yeah it, it's not a 
it's not a whisper. It's not a whisper. It's a it's a yell because um I want them to understand that 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 hard work does pay off. But it's a lot of a lot of the different schools, uh, youth groups, um, that I meet the, the kids and and even five, ten years down the road was 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 send me a message. Hey man, thank you for uh, for coming out to my school. So hard work pays off. I have no doubt that that came from your parents, from your dad, from your yep. your big brother Mike. Um, yep. How has that helped you throughout? I mean, from the field to being a parent to now a you know public speaker, motivational speaker, and director of student athletes. How has that helped you throughout your life? It just it just it just kind of kept kept everything consistent for me. Um. You know, and you mentioned everything. Uh, what's on the field? You know, let's go put in the work. Uh, it's gonna be tough. We're gonna have to make some decisions, but it'll pay off. Uh, just, just as, as we we started early off, off off camera, the conversation when you, you joke, say you you, you look like a dad, and I'm like, yeah, a, a, a dad who who um. Whose son told him, you know, he got a parent meeting <laughs> to at six o'clock. <laughs> so you know, I, it, it it was hard to drive over, get him, and get back and get set up. But I knew I know it's gonna pay off, and, um, and, and you know, I, I'm seeing it in him um, every day. So you know, that's part of it. Mm-hmm. And this is a question that I ask. Uh, everyone that I have on as a, a guest here on the Doer's Journey podcast. And that question is, what do you feel like your doer superpower is? That one trade, that one ability, maybe other than hard work that you've leveraged in your life that has really helped you get to where you are now? Um, discipline. Mm. Discipline. Um, discipline. Discipline. Um, as I mentioned, um, you know, in high school, I was part of a, of a, of a upward bound program. So it was a part of, of the University of Florida. Um, so on Saturday mornings, we would go and take three hours of classes. Um, so after, after a, a Friday night game, you know, you get home, you know, it's 11, 12 o'clock. You know, you had to wake up and that discipline of waking up, going back, you know, over there and then even getting to college. And, you know, the discipline of only having one night a week that was yours and that was Saturday night. Everything else was dedicated to me being a better football player, being a better student athlete. And understanding that Wednesday nights, that don't belong to Adrian. That belongs to football and that belongs to classes. Thursday night, that belongs to football and classes. Friday night, that belongs to football. Saturday night, that belongs to Adrian. Sunday is academics. That's what I did all caught up on all, all of my work. And um, and it's funny, I just uh, a former former classmate, she just had she sent me a message. She said, I remember seeing you in the library all the time on Sunday. 
and it was it was ironic that she remembered, you mm -hmm. know, because that was my nights when I got most of my stuff done. So the week was a little bit easier, especially like you, you know, during the football season. Um, it was a little bit easier on you, you mm -hmm. know, if you jumped on it on Sunday and um, just discipline. Mm -hmm. Like I said earlier, Georgia Southern made the perfect hire when it came to bringing you in as the director of student athlete development. Now, are you just focused with the football team or is that for the whole athletic program? So it's just for the football team, mm -hmm. but, uh, but we are working with other sports slowly for you know getting our getting our student athletes in a position to be successful once they leave so um we actually just started a, a program we are gathering information to help um them with that transition um for when they leave georgia southern and that'll be for all student athletes okay how, how many years have you been in this role now uh this is going on my, my third year third year Okay. Yeah. And I, I think this is a perfect transition, Adrian. And uh, as I mentioned to you, you know, initially I was like, man, I'm going to ha have this awesome conversation with Adrian. We're going to talk about his book, Don't Diss My Abilities and all the great things he's done. But now with everything going on, because as somebody's listening to this now, when we're, when we're recording it, you know, we're heading into the, the start of a normal college football season however everything's not really normal right now um and adrian honestly man i had some concerns because i'm sure some of the listeners that are listening to this now already know you know there's some conferences that have canceled sports uh fall sports uh some schools have canceled fall sports and my concern right now are for these student athletes adrian um because a lot of them and you and i both both know, you know, in, at Georgia Southern, you had a, a lot of your teammates where the only reason they were at school was, you know, and we can talk about the different things about that, but a lot of them were in school because of sports. A lot yeah. of them had good grades because of sports. A lot of them stayed out of trouble because of sports. And yep. so, and a lot of them, and you know, you and I were a little different. You, you didn't really leverage sports to get away from or run away from your perceived disability, but I did. And just a quick story about me, Adrian, you know, I was, I was a kid, you know, I just, I just had, I don't know if it was low self-esteem, but I was just shy. I was introverted uh, in school and in the classroom. I wasn't very outgoing and all that. And a lot of people or some people, you know, would bully me. But when it came to getting on the field, whether it's a football field, the baseball field or the track, nobody could touch me. And so that was my outlet to get away from, you know, that environment, that negative environment for me. And I know I'm not the only one who's like that. So long story short, my concern is for these student athletes. So what would you say to these student athletes that might be, you know, in one of these conferences and you might be dealing direct, I don't know, y'all in the Sun Belt, right? At Georgia Southern? Yep. Um, yep. So, you know, I don't know directly what you guys are doing or what the conference's plans are, but what would you say if you had an opportunity to speak with some student athletes about, you know, what they might be going through and the loss of a sport for, for a season uh, to keep them online and really keep them focused? Yeah, uh, 
and, and you know, I I would hope that um, most of those conferences are are, are still allowing um, the guys to train, um, to have some type of um, of practice, whether mm -hmm. it is full pads, whether it's with receivers and quarterback DB, whether it's seven on seven um, stuff, some type of some some type of interaction. Because um, you know, as you use sports, uh, I use it also as as a way to go to college. Um, you know, I, I had pretty good grades, but probably not not good enough to to be a, just a regular student, of course. But um, so I leveraged it and. Um, but not not to go uh, too far off topic. But when I go out and speak, I try to in, in, in encourage the students, not just student athletes, but the students in general, to use their strength. Whether you are a, a, a good art artist, if you love to draw, there are the Savannah Audience Institute SCAD. Uh, use that to maybe get five thousand, ten thousand dollars here. You know, if you're good in, in drama, use that as a leverage. If you, you can throw a football, uh, you can dunk a basketball, use that. Use that because it's, um, it's free money. And, and, and everybody's not going to be fortunate enough to have parents that can just write a check and send them off to um, school. So whatever your strength is, maximize it. Mm -hmm. um, but hopefully those those conferences are, are are still allowing the kids to have some type of of um, interaction with their strength department, um, you know, and each other because it's tough. It's tough taking away something that they love. Um, and I know you know it's different safety and all of that safety measures that mm -hmm. you know. Everybody, you can go right or go left with it. You know, everybody got their own, own opinion on that. But mm -hmm. it's tough. It's tough, and I, I, I don't, I don't know if, if, if I have those answers because um, we are, we are in in um, uncharted waters. You know, mm -hmm. we haven't been here before. Mm -hmm. But I will say that 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 um, athletes are are built a little bit different. And um, they can overcome it. They can overcome it. Um, you know, we, we've had to make minor adjustments in our game, whether it's raining. You, you know, you, you know, you need to be patient coming out, out of that break. Uh, I know I need to put two hands on that ball. So it's called adjustments. Mm -hmm. and, um, and, you know, it's nothing we haven't done before, but it's a little more fine line of it now. Right. And, you know, I agree with you, too, as far as this conversation is concerned, you know, COVID is what COVID is. And, you know, I'm not specifically talking to the safety, you know, one way or the other. That's a whole different conversation. But when it comes time, you, you know, that these conferences are making these decisions, it's like, OK, now that they've made them, I'm I'm. You know, I feel the same way you do. I'm hoping that the administrations, the schools, the athletic departments or the conferences, you know, are putting things into place, uh, keeping allowing them to continue to practice strength and conditioning and then giving them resources like, you know, sports psychologists and, and different things. And 
to let these athletes know that being an athlete is just part of who they are. And, you know, we always yep. like to say student athlete, you know, yep. don't, don't let it define you just because you might not have a season doesn't mean you're not that person. You still have other things within you that you can go out there and leverage. And this could be the time that you get bigger, stronger, faster, both physically and mentally. And mentally yep. Yep. And, and I can, you can, you can pick up, pick up another hobby mm-hmm. that, 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 that's something you may not have had time for, whether it's writing a book or, or being a mentor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, there's a lot of the different things you can do with that extra two to three hours a day, you know, that you, you wouldn't typically have mm-hmm. that, you know, can make a positive impact in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this then, Adrian. What would you say if you could get all the the coaches and the athletic directors on a conference call or a zoom call like this, you know, what would you share with them as far as, you know, what's going on, especially to the ones that, you know, have lost that season, you know, what would you do to, to help them and encourage them to, as far as helping out their student athletes. And it's not just student athletes, you know, it's band members, cheerleaders, just across the board, even from out of side of football. Yeah, as you, you mentioned, uh, uh, m- m- making sure that they do have someone they can vo- voice their opinions to, mm-hmm. and, and and you know it's, it's not always giving them a, a response, but it is being someone that can just listen. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, in my role, um, I listen a lot. You, you know, I had. At one of my guys, um, he's a running back, and he said, "Man, I'm gonna run everything by you because I know you know everything." I said, "No, no, I don't know everything, but I know a lot." But in a in a, in a manner, but a lot of the time they just want somebody to listen to them and uh, and kind of give them just a little bit of 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 of, of encouragement or uh, appointment. Just point them in the right direction. You don't have to tell them to go that way, but recommend. I would do this, or you should do this, or you may want to do this, or maybe try this. And uh, that's what I try to do in my role. Um, you know, not to give them too much. Mm-hmm. I think that's powerful, man. Because you know, listening is a is a skill within itself, and then feeling like you're being heard. especially and that's what we're hearing a lot right now is from these student athletes you know they want to be heard because they got a voice um and whatever your opinion is as far as whoever's listening to this as far as you know whether athletes should be paid or you know just how they should be able to have the right to voice their opinion on certain things they need they need to be heard and i believe that's that's powerful for you to share adrian that just listening to them whether they are fearful of covid or fearful of not having a season or it might not even be that they just might be fearful of the virtual class that they got to take because they're not as good with virtual classes as they are with in-person classes oh yeah i i (laughs) (laughs) as you say that i I had i had a couple of my guys call coach how do i sign up for for this virtual pe class (laughs) so is 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 yeah it's many that's that is it's it's a lot of and you know, I say we as in the 
adults, as in the administration, um, we have to be patient with them. And our staff doing a um, great job. I hate Coach Lunsford. Um, he reminds the coaches every day, um, we're going to get on them, but we're going to praise them more, more than we're going to get on them because they don't know what's coming next. We know how to handle it. I mean, we are adults. You know, we've been in different situations. These are kids, you know, 18, 19-year-olds, 20-year-olds who don't know what tomorrow. Tomorrow, it may be a major outbreak in Georgia Southern, and everything stops. So let's be mindful of that. You know, they're working kind of in the dark because we're moving on, but at any given time, man, this thing can it can go left and and um, you know everything stops. So let's be mindful of that. And our staff is doing a, a, um, a great job of, of that, having conversations with them about the different issues of, um, that's going on. That's good. And, you know, I, I want to encourage you, too. I know we're talking a lot about the student athletes, but, you know, hopefully the staff is all, also has places where they can go and vent, whether it's to each other or some other people, you know, even for yourself. And I, I know what it's like to to be the person that a lot of people come to for help. And then sometimes when you're in that role, you're helping and serving so much. Sometimes you forget to raise your hand and ask for help or find somebody you can talk to. So I, I'll definitely encourage yourself, you know, all these athletic directors, coaches, you know, administrators, you know, find those people that can help you and make sure you're able to vent and, and talk with people as well. Oh yeah, it's very important, and, uh, and and you know I try to I get mine out on my runs. I go I try to run, run every day, and uh, it used to be hooping. You know mm -hmm. that's where I get my competitive competitiveness at, mm -hmm. and now it's watch. You know I try to I try to compete with myself on my mile time. Wow. I get where I need to two miles, get that down. And, and three miles. So it's just, you know, finding and, and, you know, again, um, that transition, man, it's, it's, you know, finding something to do to keep that competitive edge. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love to do is, is to compete. So I'm, I'm always trying to find another way, you know, to find a drive. I'm like you, man. I've been watching you um get those miles in and uh run those hills and get that mile a little faster. It's some it's something great about working out, man, and just being able, especially if you've had a frustrating day, and you yeah, know, yeah. you could just take it out on the weights, take it out on the miles, put on a weight vest or something, or do it on the pull-ups, and it's just a way to to express yourself in a positive way. Um, and like you, man, I'm like one yeah. versus one, me versus me. Adrian, as we're closing this out, I uh, just want to talk about a couple other things so people can know how to connect with you and reach out to you. Um, talk to us real quick about your foundation. What, what, is, what do you do with your foundation? What's the focus and the goal of it? So it's, it's um, the giving back to um, individuals, groups with, 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 with learning and uh, speech 
impairments, but also also about uplifting the community. Mm. Um, you know, I believe in you know it takes a village, and uh, you know when you you come from a strong community. I'm from a small town, so everybody knew everybody. Uh, everybody had the same amount of money, so it didn't really matter, you know. <laughs> and um, but but uh, and having an amazing childhood. And, um, you know, as I mentioned, my dad, mom and dad gave right to our community. So that's where it starts at. Um, you know, the COVID have not, a couple of our, our fundraising events, we're gonna have a couple of 5K events, but um, that got knocked out. So we're still moving forward. And um, I just love giving back, man, as much as we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, you got you got a servant's heart, no doubt about that. And man, you you keep on doing great things, and, I, and I'm proud of you, man. I know I, we played against each other, but man, I'm I'm more proud of what you've done off the field. Like I said earlier, and you know, I always share with people when we talk about you know Adrian Peterson or whatever. I don't know how many times I've shared that video of the run. Yes, and sir. I think you know that video or that run embodies so much. Now that you and I have had this conversation, everything about you is in that run, working hard, not giving up, discipline, and just keeping on moving forward despite the obstacles that are in front of you. And I'm actually going to, I'm going to put a link to that YouTube video of the run. So if you're listening to this, after you're done listening, click on that video and you'll see Adrian running all over the field, all over people, just determined to get to the goal line. And I think if, if a video or something could personify this conversation that we've had and can describe Adrian, it's going to be that video that you watch when you click on that link in the show notes for this. So, so Adrian, as we're wrapping up here, man, what's next for you? Um, I know you're getting ready for the season and all that, but what else is next for you, the foundation, or what plans do you have in the future? Have a lot, um, man. I, I'm just trying to uh, get keep growing. Uh, as, as I mentioned, you know, aside of, of the book, um, you know, we're we're working on some other things uh, off of that, and uh, it's been 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 a process. But um, you know, we continue continue moving forward and uh, getting close. We getting getting we getting we getting close and uh and it's exciting it's exciting and uh, you know with my role at Georgia Southern just continuing mentor those guys um you know giving back and and my own kids um you know continue loving them but also pushing them um you know as as I said earlier my my son uh. I kind of give him the same speech my dad gave me, and um, and every now and then my son would look at me, and then I tell him that Papa, that's what 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 they call my dad. He told me the same thing, and then he'll smile then because it, it I, I guess it I guess it means a little bit more when Papa said it than uh-huh. Dad said. <laughs> oh man, tell me about but that. I, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love it though. I'm so every now and then I just sneak that in to just to, to get him. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, Adrian, 
I truly appreciate you coming on the Doer's Journey podcast. And for those listening, uh, and I say this with every every interview because there's so much great things shared. You know, Adrian drops so many knowledge bombs and just some things as as he's talking, you can hear the wisdom and the knowledge uh, that's come through him through his experience. So definitely, if you know somebody that can be positively impacted by this podcast, please share it with them. If you know any student athletes, especially that, you know, share it with them. Tell them to listen about halfway in, if not to the whole thing. Um, but Adrian, I just appreciate you, man. And I just want to let you know, you know, that I want you to keep on letting your light shine because you're making a, a positive impact, not just there in Statesboro, but all over the world. You're, you're impacting, you've impacted me in a positive way. And I know there's a lot of other people that you've positively impacted as well. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate the opportunity. And, um, and you know, just for the listeners, man, I'm, I'm on Facebook, Adrian Peterson, Instagram, APGSU with the number three, uh, and Twitter. So, um, you know, hit me up, man. If you got any, any questions, concerns, um, I respond. So, um, you know, cause again, I'm gonna say it again. I was blessed, you know, with the, a tremendous foundation and, um, you know, I just wanted, wanted to be a light in, um, in somebody's life. That's awesome. And we'll, I'll put a link to all of those places where you can find Adrian, also a link uh, to get his book and find him also if, if you're interested in having Adrian speak. And I'm sure he'd be open to doing some virtual speeches at this point, but when things open yeah. up, you know, you definitely, I highly suggest getting Adrian in because I know he can make a positive impact, whether it's to your youth or to your, to your business or your group. So again, Doer's Journey family, thank you for listening to this podcast. Do me a favor. If you've gotten anything out of this, definitely share this podcast with somebody, you know, give us a, a five-star rating, give us a good review. And as always, make it a great day. And remember, don't just be a hearer, Go out there and be a doer. Thank you for listening to the Doer's Journey podcast. If you'd like to connect on social media, you can go to Instagram or Facebook and search the Doer's Journey podcast and we'll connect there. And also subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating. By leaving us a rating, you let us know how we can help you on your Doer's Journey and you also help other people find this podcast. Now go out there, make it a great day, and remember... Don't just be a hearer, go out there and be a doer.